Welcome to this Peer Voice panel discussion on antimicrobial stewardship. This activity comprises two presentations featuring Professors Luke Moore and Virginia Villegas. At any time during this presentation, you may download supporting materials and share this activity with colleagues. Hello everyone. My name is Luke Moore and I'm a consultant in infectious diseases and microbiology at Imperial College in London, United Kingdom. I'd like to welcome you to this activity, which is to talk about a cohesive multidisciplinary approach to antimicrobial stewardship. And we're going to attempt to join the dots between stewardship and rapid diagnostic testing. Joining me in the discussion today is my esteemed colleague and friend, Maria Virginia Villegas from the University El Bosque from Bogota in Colombia. And I guess, uh, I guess we'd better start, Virginia, just by having a, ever such a brief pricey about what stewardship is and I would posit tell me if you disagree that stewardship is an interprofessional effort which helps uh, combine a multidisciplinary team with some ed interventions often education training to to improve patient outcomes but also to improve our utilization of antimicrobials would you perhaps agree Totally, I agree. Then it will come to diagnostic stewardship, of course. And, and that's important to integrate diagnostic stewardship with antimicrobial stewardship. But diagnostic stewardship in general means ordering the right test for the right patient at the right time for the optimal clinical care. So thinking about those two things then, Virginia, the definition of antimicrobial stewardship, definition of diagnostic stewardship, how... How can we and our colleagues online start to set up an AMS program? What are the steps there? Okay, I would say that the first one, you have to know your own resources in the hospital. What are the human resources? If they're going to support it, of course, from the administrative part, yeah, you need the blessing of the administrator and how much time they're going to give you for that. Then you set up the objectives. What am I going to do with the program? Assemble the team, that there are core people in the team, of course, define the short and long-term goals, select the interventions that you're going to do, and incorporate the microbiology lab and implement diagnostic stewardship together. And of course, once you implement, you have to educate the people, the physicians, the lab, and train the people, monitor the progress, and finally, you have to show the impact. Whether that impact is small or big, but show it to the administrator. What is your thoughts about the impact of rapid diagnostic tests in stewardship programs? Thanks, Virginia. Yeah, so I recognize the impact of a diagnostic test at two levels, really. First of all, at the level of a patient, where you can impact the choice of antimicrobial, the duration of antimicrobial, the dose of antimicrobial, which, which hopefully aims to make that patient better, faster, uh, but then I recognise a second level of impact of rapid diagnostic tests, which is at the meta level to meet our stewardship objectives around decreased use of antimicrobials, decreased use of broad spectrum antimicrobials. And really, I think there's a growing evidence base around that. Um, you know, there's a multitude of studies now looking at how rapid diagnostic tests um, as an example, in the realm of viral pneumonia, viral pneumonitis can help shave several days 
off of antimicrobial consumption for both children and adults. And I think these generalizable, these externalized uh, reports that often have really good methodology now can really help uh, develop the evidence base behind rapid diagnostic tests impacting antimicrobial stewardship objectives. The question I'd asked you is, what, what else do we need to assess? What other aspects are there to assess the impact of an RDT? Yeah, you have to look at the patient perspective. I mean, the morbidity, the mortality, the days of hospitalization, hospitalization the cost of the test, but also consider the value. What are you going to do with those results and how would that impact the healthcare service perspective and the societal perspective too? So how can we mesh together antimicrobial stewardship and diagnostic stewardship, Virginia? So you have the right patient, pick up the right patient through a clinical evaluation, then you have to implement the diagnostic stewardship, which again is the right test for the right patient at the right time that will go to the micro lab and you have to take into account how much time will it take, what is the expertise of the people. Once the result is there, that result has to come back through the antimicrobial stewardship for the right interpretation, right antimicrobial, right time, and of course, it will impact the patient in the correct way. So how do we decide the right test? I think the right test depends on how sick the patient is and what are your resources. If I have a septic patient, rapid diagnostic test is a must. If a patient can wait, for example, I can even choose to wait for the culture result. So I, I will give you a quick example. If, if I'm, I can use a single pathogen point of care influenza PCR, if I'm in a triage in the emergency room and just want to make the decision the patient has influenza or not, if I can send it home, for example, if I, I need to isolate the patient. But if I'm hosp with a hospitalized patient, probably that PCR needs to give me more information. So I will use a multiple PCR essay with several pathogens that will make me or help me make the right diagnosis for meningitis, septic shock, whatever. So think about the probability of making the diagnosis using the selected test, plus how urgent you need the result. So what about the right patient? Look, what do you think about it? What are the key things about the right patient? So I think the key things about the right patient are to look at where, where that diagnostic has most utility for that patient group. And it kind of builds on what you were saying just there, Virginia. So a rapid diagnostic test, where is it going to fit in the patient journey to enact best change? Sure, it might be in the emergency department, might be in critical care, as you just detailed. I would perhaps expand it a little and also think about uh, hemato-oncology patients and profoundly immunocompromised patients. And when you put those three groups together, then really you can start to think about that balance between not overusing a diagnostic test but having the biggest impact to a patient cohort where you do use it so not all not all types of rapid diagnostic tests are useful for all patient cohorts and you mentioned that difference between monoplex and multiplex PCRs you can kind of draw analogy for respiratory patients where the monoplex might be useful to discern flu not flu COVID not flu COVID Compare and contrast to the critical care cohort, where a, a multiplex syndromic approach might be, might be most useful. So I guess then my question back to you, Virginia, is when is the right time to request a rapid diagnostic test? 
So I will say, what am I going to do with those results? How quick I need those results to impact on the patient? Will just stop antibiotics? Will I just start antibiotics? So it's very important to consider all the things that go through for that right rapid diagnostic test. But then turning back the result is absolutely key. So you have to consider really what are you going to do with the results? What is the clinical care? How am I going to impact that clinical care? You have to take into consideration the time to specimen receiving the microbiology lab, the execution on demand testing, how many people you have there. Are they going to use it in the weekends, for example? Consideration of the specimen preparation time, of course. And then, for me, the most important as a clinician would be the communication of the test results so the physician makes the right diagnosis and takes the right key antibiotic to treat that patient. Thanks very much, Virginia. I very much agree. And I guess we can just take a moment to summarise the key points from this discussion. And that's really that within the spectrum that is antimicrobial stewardship, the goal of introducing a rapid diagnostic test is to ensure that we impact patient care, we get the right antimicrobial at the right time. But we've got a composite into that, the right interpretation, and as you were saying, the right time in all of those steps to then take that result back to a patient to enact change. And then we need to identify the key performance indicators around that intervention, around that implementation of a rapid diagnostic test. What is the impact on antimicrobial consumption? What is the impact upon uh, the correct choice of antimicrobial? And once we have that data, we can then start to evaluate whether our intervention, whether our rollout of a rapid diagnostic test really did impact our stewardship programme. Thank you very much indeed, Virginia, for a fascinating discussion. It was great. So hello everyone. Welcome to the second presentation titled Integrating Rapid Testing into Current Diagnostic Pathways. Why the multidisciplinary team is crucial. I, along with my esteemed and clever college, Look more, we'll discuss on who are the specialists that are required within the multidisciplinary team when integrating this rapid diagnostic testing into clinical practice. Also, we're going to touch what are the roles of the specialists within this multidisciplinary team. What does the multidisciplinary team need to consider when implementing rapid diagnostic testing? What are the goals, best practices in this team and approach to the rapid diagnostic test? So, Virginia. What's your reflections upon the different roles that each of the multidisciplinary team have in integrating rapid diagnostic tests into stewardship programs? So choosing the antimicrobial stewardship team is hard, but I would say that you should start with a core team. And in Colombia and Latin America, the person that really is like the, the umbrella of the team is the infectious disease. In the United States, it's the PharmD, but whoever it is, and it could be a microbiologist, even we have been working with nurses, they need to have passion, leadership, and they need to have knowledge in infectious disease and interpretation of the antibiogram. And the other core team has to be the infectious disease specialist, even though they don't run the program many times, they have to al be aligned with you. The infection control professional, it could be an epidemiologist or it could be the head nurse, the hospital epidemiologist also could be in that side. Then the pharmacist, of course, is so important. Then the clinical microbiologist, you need the data, is so important. 
Thanks very much, Virginia. That resonates quite a lot with me. So in 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 the UK and I guess in wider Western Europe, we have interchangeable leaders of the stewardship team, maybe an ID physician, maybe a microbiologist. They both have overlapping skill sets here. Um, and we'll develop the program. They'll identify the key need areas within the wider healthcare provider where stewardship might have the greatest impact. But then we leverage a lot, uh, particularly in the UK, our pharmacy colleagues. In the UK, we, we rely heavily upon our biomedical scientific teams to choose the right menu of diagnostic tests to offer up to us as the stewardship leaders. And then once we've worked with them to, to choose the right test that will help our patients, our biomedical scientist teams oversee the quality control, quality assurance, and the governance of those assays to ensure that the right, right results are given out uh, every time. And then as you say, we, we sometimes have access to information specialists and epidemiologists to help us, help us analyze that meta-level data to come out of our assays which can then feed forward into, into enabling us to measure our impact of our tests through discerning antimicrobial resistance, but also help feed forward into our empiric antimicrobial therapy choices using that meta-level data. But uh, if we can stop generating them in the first place by prescribing fewer antimicrobials, then there's, again, a, a nice overlap in goals there between the two teams. Exactly. So look... What does a multidisciplinary team need to consider when implementing an, a rapid diagnostic testing? Yeah, thanks very much, Virginia. I think we all need to uh, reflect upon where in the patient journey a rapid diagnostic test might impact. And when we do that, we can then reflect upon the issues around implementation that we might encounter. So when you're thinking about implementing a rapid diagnostic test there, you need to think about whether it's going to enable you to determine whether that patient needs an antimicrobial or not. Is that is that a useful output from the diagnostic test you're considering? Examples that fit in there might be procalcitonin or a rapid influenza test or a SARS-CoV-2 test. And then when you then move through into the second stage of that patient's antimicrobial journey, which is kind of the optimization stage or the on-treatment stage, really there the time frame is different. You have maybe 24 hours, sometimes maybe 36 hours, but the the point in the rapid diagnostic test there is to optimize your choice or dose of an antimicrobial. So you then need to think through which menu of rapid diagnostic tests might be able to help you do that. And the kind of examples there that fit in are maybe then more broad spectrum syndromic molecular testing. Maybe not. Maybe culture with rapid antimicrobial susceptibility testing. Um, or maybe there again, procalcitonin fits in to help you know whether you are winning or not. And then at the third stage, at the cessation or de-escalation stage in that patient's journey, again, the time frames are a little bit further, maybe 24, 48, 72 hours. But there the objective is to cut short, if, if possible, the intravenous phase or, or antimicrobials in total. 
And again, there you can start to get really clear ideas of which pathogen is causing your patient their, their issue through mass spec, through Molditoff, uh, or through liquid culture medium, and sometimes even lateral flow assays can help you, help you there. So I think when you're implementing tests, when you're considering the tests in your menu, you've got to think through those, uh, through those three stages. And you can kind of take those through then to actionable steps by, by making an inventory where you work of the kinds of rapid diagnostic tests that are available in your market, uh, where they might impact uh, the patient journey. You can then engage with the antimicrobial stewardship team and interpret where, where those RDT menu items may might aid your patient, what those reports would look like, where those reports would go, presumably back to one of the antimicrobial stewardship team members, and then develop institutional key performance indicators to help you help you measure whether what you've done in, in that implementation of a rapid diagnostic test has actually helped your patients. And then, of course, you can then derive that high-quality data to, to address whatever challenges you need to locally. And I think it's difficult to do that within some settings that may be resource constrained, but it's not impossible. And the menu of RDTs may be different, but we can overcome this if we work together as a multidisciplinary team. And one key thing, look, that both of us agree is education. Because when, a, for example, an intensive care unit guy gets a PCR that says KPC, what is KPC? An NDM at the same time. And this is a Klebsiella, but also we have a Staphorius. Then you have to try to understand how to interpret that test. And I think that sometimes we forget about educating our doctors of the right interpretation of, of the test. So having then talked through kind of my vision for implementation, Virginia, I guess my question to you is, how can rapid diagnostic tests assist in making effective antimicrobial stewardship programs? I think it's key, as we discussed, the interaction between making a correct diagnosis and effective antimicrobial stewardship. So they have to go together. So you have to, again, as we discussed, have the, the, the diagnostic microbiome, diagnostic stewardship with the right test, right patient, right time. Then, of course, that has to be transferred to the right interpretation at the, with the right antimicrobial you're going to choose at the right time. So, Virginia, I guess one question that springs to mind would be, where, where are the failures in this process? What, what are the problems around integrating rapid diagnostic tests into antimicrobial stewardship? Where are we going wrong and how do we overcome them? I would say probably that the first thing is to know the value of rapid diagnostic tests and know how to convince the administrator that you need the rapid diagnostic test. For example, in a country like Colombia, which is endemic in KPC and the patient is in the intensive care unit and has a septic shock and your first bacteria is Klebsiella, 40, 50% of, of them are KPC. My God, you need actually rapid diagnostic test. But then I will come back to what we discussed. What are you going to do with the results? So you need to integrate that to the lab for the diagnostic stewardship and show the administrator that is cutting the number of days of hospitalization because every hospital wants to decrease the number of days of hospitalization. The wrong test that you are using, you may be using a lot of WBCs and, and culture tests, blood culture, because you don't have the right answer. 
And of course, those things should be integrated, show them beside morbidity, mortality of the patient, that there's really a cost saving of using rapid diagnostic tests. And I do believe that in at least Latin America, they haven't got it. They don't really know what is rapid diagnostic tests. What about you? What is your experience? The main danger areas with rollout of a rapid diagnostic test to aid antimicrobial stewardship is really, really if you fail to appreciate the constructive alignment. And by that, I mean, we, we kind of have to align the patient needs, which are often recognized by the frontline clinicians, with test availability, which is often brought to the fore by uh, medical microbiologists, biomedical scientists. So they provide the test menu. So you've got, that's your first step in alignment. Then you have to align those tests with uh, the reports, then the reports to action, then the action at the patient prescription level then has to be aligned to improvements in patient outcome, but also antimicrobial stewardship metrics. And unless you get that alignment of all of, all of those things in a row, then that's where the problems in rollout of rapid diagnostic tests arise, particularly because they have a cost. And then the finance officers in the healthcare providers don't see that the intervention carries through to impact. So it, it's that failure of constructive alignment across that pathway that, that I think causes issues. The other thing that is important is a proactive strategy of real-time antimicrobial stewardship decision support is optimized when used with rapid diagnostic technology. So incorporating real-time decision support at the time of result reporting ensures that the right interpretation of the test result leads to the right antimicrobial being prescribed from the start. So that's why I'm talking about and enforcing the fact that how sick the patient is, how much you have to wait to make the right choice. So if we summarize the discussion, look, it has been very, very interesting. I can say that it takes teamwork and that's absolutely key. You cannot do an intermicrobial stewardship work correctly or even optimize diagnostic stewardship if you don't have a teamwork. Just is that's the dream work that you need to, to have. So rapid diagnostic tests are best when coupled with active intervention, with the right education. You have to take time educating people in the hospitals, and of course, especially the clinicians. With a multidisciplinary team approach and rapid diagnostic tests, it should be really a great antimicrobial stewardship uh, program in your hospital. I couldn't agree more, Virginia, and thank you ever so much for a fascinating uh, discussion this afternoon. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.